This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, May 15th. Joining me right now is my co-host, Ryan Wink. Tony's going to be joining us in a little bit. And in the second hour, we're going to get Billy Galewood as well. But, uh, Ryan, how are you holding up this morning? I'm doing great, man. It's Friday. I'm feeling alive. I got my cup of coffee here, as I do every morning. And, you know, another week down. Uh, I think we're doing all right, buddy. This uh, this show will be in my top ten, as well as the other nine shows that we've done so far. So fair enough. Here's to that. <laughs> if I had something to uh, cheers you with, I would. Yep, we are uh, another week in the bag. Uh, this is the second week of this show. Uh, we're gaining listeners, we're gaining watchers, and we're just having fun doing it along the way. Um, I hope you're having fun as well, Ryan. I am, and my plants are still alive, which is positive. I should water them today. (laughs) (laughs) Always a good rule of thumb. Uh, Now, will we have a a new member of the plant family joining us on Monday? We sure will. All right. Any idea what you're going to name him or her? Uh, I'll reveal that next week. You know, I don't want to jump the gun here. I got to look at the plant. I got to feel it out. I can't just pre-name it, you know? I got some options. All right. And you're teasing for uh, people to tune in on Monday, so that way they know exactly what you're going to be naming your plant. Exactly. I think I need to do some shelves back here. It's going to get there. It's going to it's going to be necessary soon. Good, good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you a question as I do every day. Now, uh, obviously, we're living in the world of coronavirus, and uh, you know people venture out of their house. Uh, you know, thinking that they have the right to for various different reasons, whether it's going to get groceries, medical help, and essential business. But then you also have people venturing out for reasons that uh, obviously uh, the government and uh, folks, you know, who are, are um, behind the whole safe social distancing thing recommend probably not to do. Now, uh, Ryan, have you ventured out of your house for a non-essential reason recently? Hmm uh probably (laughs) uh but you know not much i i keep it pretty low-key i mostly you know i've gone to see family at a safe distance okay and uh work work mainly 
Okay. I do music as well. So I've gone to the studio for multiple days and just worked, but that's pretty much it. I'm pretty much grocery store, say hi to friends or family at a safe distance and uh, work. That's the most of it there. So it sounds like for the most part, you're being very responsible in following the guidelines that were set for us. Well, uh, this next couple, I think that they felt that they were being responsible. Um, a murder inquiry has been launched after after police found the remains of a woman hidden in two suitcases near the English-Welsh border. The investigation began after a member of the public reported suspicions to the police about a vehicle being driven erratically in the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire. Police found the vehicle in the dark, spoke to two people, and then found the two suitcases. Officers are not certain but believe there is one victim, a woman. They have been given until Friday night to question the two people, a woman in her 20s from Birmingham and a man in his 30s from Wolverhampton. Gloucestershire police said in a statement shortly after 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday, May 12th, a member of the public reported suspicions to police about a vehicle due to its manner of driving. It had been traveling on the A4136 near Colford, and officers in the local area were advised. The vehicle was located by police a short while later, and two people were spoken to. Two suitcases were found to contain human remains, and two people were subsequently arrested. They remain in police custody. Uh, custody. A vehicle was also seized. Investigating officers believe there is one victim, a woman, and forensic examinations are ongoing to confirm her identity. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, if you need to hide the remains of a body, um, you, you know, you, you just got to get out during the shutdown, right? First of all, let's just, can we just uh, take a look at that name? Gloucestershire. That is some English business right that has english written all over it i think uh you know the the longer the name in england the more prestigious the town is gloucester and and what was the there was some other good ones in there too oh birmingham birmingham got in alabama that's just a different vibe right there but birmingham yes we are from birmingham but wow my favorite is suitcases wolverhampton (laughs) Oh, yes, that was it. Wolverhampton. Yeah. <laughs> we spent summers in Wolverhampton. <laughs> we found the remains of one from Wolverhampton. No, that's sad, man. I mean, I, wait, sorry, that's a, that's, a, that's a downer. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy times we live in. Uh, obviously, uh, people are, you know, sequestered, doing crazy things, but, uh, yeah, trying to uh, hide the remains of a body by... Uh, transporting in two suitcases probably not advised at this time and, and they didn't hide it that well they just kept it in the car well they got pulled over before they had a chance to hide oh it, they so. got pulled over yeah they were pulled over okay that was the part that i missed oh wow yeah they were headed well, to, headed to the forest to dump the remains but uh alas they didn't make it that far and probably a good thing they were caught yeah i'd say so i'm gonna i'm gonna chalk that up in the wind for society Exactly. Yeah. Well, well folks, uh, let's talk about today's show on this Friday. And we are looking forward to the weekend, but we do have a great show for you guys today. You won't want to miss it. We've got good news, everyone, where we come up with a good story to, uh, you know, get the right start to the weekend. 
We have a very special guest, Mr. Nathan Osman, country music superstar. Our call-in topic today is you've had an alien encounter. And uh, we're not talking uh, illegal alien, we're talking extraterrestrial. We're going to cover our favorite overactors. Ryan's going to have This Day in History. And when we come back, Tony will be joining us with This Day's Entertainment Report and Celebrity Birthdays. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 15th. Now, this show isn't all about us. We want you guys to get involved as well. That's why we've set up the Phoenix Line, a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line where you guys can call in, vent your frustrations, check in, leave a note on any topic, or just let us know how you're doing. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. Just keep it entertaining. We'll put all of those together, and in a future segment, your voice could be heard right here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, we are in the second segment. We have been joined by our other co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, and he is here with the entertainment news. Happy Friday, fellas. Happy Friday, everybody. Let's get into this entertainment news. Um, news the first one I came across today was a Scarface reboot lands Call Me By Your Name director, Luca Guatagino. I'm sure I butchered his name, as I do on the show. Uh, the Coen brothers penned the latest script. Uh, Luca, the director of Call Me By Your Name and the Susperia remake, has been hired to direct Universal's reboot of the gangster classic Scarface. Do we really need a re- reboot of this? I was just um, going to ask. I mean, that's one of those. That's a classic. Yeah, so iconic. Obviously, Al Pacino at his best. Um, mm, that's going to be a tough one to swallow. Yeah, what, maybe if, like, maybe Roll Reverse have a woman do it. Say hello to my little friend. I wouldn't be surprised Take if it happened. Super Joker. Take it to the limit. <laughs> and the- <laughs> this is my weed power. But would have would they have tigers in this one? But either way, this would be the third film incarnation of Scarface following the original 1932 classic. Who didn't see that one? And the 1983 <laughs> remake starring Al Pacino. I kind of thought that was the only one. So did I. Yeah. The latest Scarface has been in development since 2011. Okay. And Rogue One's Gabriel Luna is reportedly in the mix to star back in 2017. So this movie is being described in the past as a reboot, which will see a Mexican immigrant in L.A. rising to the top of the underworld. And that's it. Uh, As your entertainment guy should really read these articles ahead of time instead of just putting them together. Sometimes (laughs) they're just not that great. (laughs) Just flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, I'm like, hey, that's a good one. Scarface reboot. Let's talk about that tomorrow. No big deal. (laughs) The the ending just of the article just fizzles. Right. Yeah, it just. <laughs> that's so, all I have to say about that. that that's it. <laughs> in 2021, we will see a Batwoman versus Superman air as the CW's next crossover event. In addition to revealing the network's upcoming 
2021 schedule, the CW has announced that this year's superhero-centric crossover event will revolve around the characters Batwoman and Superman. Uh, CW Chairman and CEO Mark Pedowitz said during a recent scheduling call that while plans are in motion, the COVID-19 production shutdown has thrown a batarang or two in the works. On that one end. We're still working on it. It will be a smaller event than usual. We're only planning a two-hour event. We are talking about doing Superman and Batwoman together. There's a lot of characters coming from our other shows, he said. Uh, World of Batman crossing capes the Superman. Oh, sorry. Word of Batwoman crossing capes with Superman comes after it revealed Superman and Lois starring Tyler Holchin and Elizabeth Tulak as Clark Kent and Superman. Lois Lane, respectively. It's been granted as a straight-to-series order at the CW. They're really just cramming every character they can, right? Well, and so the CW and the Greg Berlanti Arrowverse CW DC characters, every season they do a crossover event, which uh, actually it works out really well. I mean, they've got so many characters that they play with. And uh, this last season they did uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which saw um, alternate dimension versions of the characters and they brought back so many people from uh other incarnations so uh dean kane came back um uh you had burt ward who uh played robin in the original 1966 batman he appeared um they had kevin conroy who does the voice of batman in the batman animated series did an incarnation of uh, bruce wayne and so uh if you don't follow those if you're not a big comic book nerd forget everything i said but if you do enjoy comic books uh and you know dc's arrowverse the crossover events are well worth a watch i've never really followed them but i did get excited uh doing our podcast we covered that the infinite uh earth and uh having all the different batmans on there sounded cool because i for dc i batman's my guy for dc so i like that my uh, friend got his car bashed in with the louisville slugger by his ex-girlfriend she was later dubbed Batwoman. Oh. That's my favorite part of the show is the wink puns, man. <laughs> and when you and Billy go back and forth with them is very entertaining. I just got to say. I got to work on the... First one of the day. Was that the first one of the that day? Was the first that was one the, of the very day. first one. Yep. Uh, Pat and Oswalt will return for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s final season. Um, we are on the last season. A familiar face will make his return on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., according to CBR, Patton Oswalt will return to show to help Agent Coulson and the rest of the team save the future. At the moment, the details about his character are still under wrap. Oswalt portrayed Agent Eric, Eric Cohen in the first season of the show until his death by the hands of Grant Ward. After that, Oswalt returned to the season finale as Eric's apparent twin brother, Billy Cohen. And I'm probably saying that wrong, too. In the following seasons, Oswalt... Is it Cohen? No, I think it's Koenig. Koenig. Oh, see, I'm always... You can always interrupt me and correct me. I do not take offense to that. Oh, we, we want to watch you fall on that. Unless you enjoy sword. the butcherism. Exactly. Yeah. In the following seasons, Oswald also appeared as Eric and Billy's uh, other identical siblings, Sam and Thurston. How do you say it? Koenig? Koenig. Koenig. Close uh, enough. Even though some fans are joking that Oswald could just portray Modoc, perhaps due to certain facial resemblance between the two, it's more likely he'll play another member of the family. 
The actor himself took to Twitter to tease the fans will really love the character he plays in the last season of the show. So if you followed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., apparently he has popped in as many different characters or an identical sibling. Yeah, it was always strongly hinted that he was a clone. So uh, my guess is that he'll be just an, another clone version of, of you know the five other characters he played in the show. He is this. And then it was kind of dull for celebrities today. So I found a really obscure one to make everybody laugh. And I'm not going to tell you the headline. I'm just going to read the story okay. and we're going to roll with it. So do you often get phone calls from luxury car dealerships, receive offers from free concert tickets, photographs of women in bikinis posing sexily? All the time. That's what it says, sexily. I hope so. <laughs> oh, well, if you guys do, I don't. But it says, no, us <laughs> neither. Nor do the most average people, which is why broke law student Jonathan Nichols was so surprised when he started happening to him, reported the Seattle Times. Nicholas, 33, started receiving texts not long after he got his new phone. Messages from unknown friends telling him to check out new musicians. The phone calls from Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Jaguar asking if Mr. Anthony Ray would like to take a car for a spin. Showing more restraint than some might, he would reply, I'd love to, but you have the wrong guy. According to Seattle Times, one day came when his phone started blowing up with messages of women in bikinis in raunchy poses, pictures of lips blowing him kisses, happy birthday wishes, and dropping references to 1992's Baby Got Back. Turns out that he inherited uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot's phone. Damn, son, where'd you find this? (laughs) So Anthony Ray, who is Sir Mix-a-Lot, um... It ended up being his phone number, and this kid ended up with his phone, and he didn't understand it. Well, Anthony Ray, a.k.a. Sir Mix-a-Lot, did not tell everybody he got a new phone number. So um, he uh, he finds it the situation hilarious, but he also advises, don't check any text messages in front of your wife. Don't answer any text by saying yes, because people take yes different with me. And usually you end up opening your wallet. So sound advice considering he's broke, but we imagine the text probably won't be stopping anytime soon. <laughs> Becky. <laughs> I thought that was a random fun one to that share is. today. Now, could you, imagine, really could you imagine if you got Tupac's old phone number and people were like, hey, where are you at? Let's meet up. <laughs> that, oh, would be, that would be crazy to have any celebrity's old phone number and be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> All right, Tone, why don't you go ahead and take us through today's celebrity birthdays? Still not as good as uh, the robot done by Billy yesterday. That was awesome. But today's birthdays are three, and they are all sports figures. Andy Murray, tennis star, will be 32. (laughs) Ray Lewis, who we fixed the 2012 season around to win the Super Bowl and go out to hero, is 44. He was a former Raven. And and acquitted murderer. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I thought thought that was... Uh, it was man. that old Saturday Night Live skit, uh, the ambiguously gay duo, and they did one, and they had an animated Ray Lewis, and he would pop out, and there'd be someone dead. And he's like, "I didn't do it." <laughs> jump in the car, and it go away. <laughs> ambiguously gay duo. Oh, that was a good bit. That it was always good, good. And lastly, for birthdays, Emmett Smith, retired running back of the Dallas Cowboys, is fifty. 
And that is it that anybody would know of for Celebrity Birthdays today. All right, folks. When we come back, we are going to have good news, everybody. Some great news stories to take you into the weekend on an up note. Don't go anywhere. After that, we've got our special guest, Nathan Osman. We'll see you guys on the other side. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 15th. Now, we are all over social media. Uh, You name it, we are there. Each show is broadcast live on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. If you want to get a hold of me or find me on there, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo, S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Ryan's over at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.wink, or on Instagram at nameswink, and our uh, occasional contributor, Billy Galewood, you can find him anywhere at Billy Galewood. So uh, something we like to do on Fridays is take our listeners into the weekend on an up note really getting them feel energized and so we like to do something that we call good news everyone all right so i'll go ahead and start off with my story a california man and a canadian woman who met just 24 hours before they escaped a deadly mass shooting together have since fallen in love and married on September 30th, 2017, Austin Monfort first noticed Chantel Melanson at a Las Vegas country bar. The two strangers were both in town for the Route 91 Harvest Festival, a three-night event featuring top country acts and up-and-coming artists. With the second night of the festival winding down, Monfort thought he'd try his luck and approached Melanson, only to be quickly rejected. Quote, I was with my girls and I gave them a hard time for not wearing cowboy boots at a country bar. Not to be dissuaded, Montfort waited before walking up to Melanson one last time and asking her to dance. This time she agreed, and the two danced and talked for hours before exchanging numbers. After I got over him, not wearing cowboy boots, she laughed. I thought he was really nice, handsome, and tall. He was so easy to talk to, it felt like we knew each other forever. The next night on October 1st, Melanson texted Montfort to join her at the outdoor event to catch the last performance before the festival came to a close. But as country star Jason Aldean wrapped up his show, a series of loud bangs rang rang out from the 32nd floor of the nearby Mandalay Bay. A 64-year-old man had broken out out the window of his hotel room and was firing bullets from a high-powered weapon in the crowd of 22,000 people. Now, the story goes on to tell how uh, he had saved her, and uh, they've gone on and uh, recently got married and returned to their home in San Diego, um as uh, Melanson moved from Canada. So it just goes to show that, uh, you know, sometimes in tragedy, uh, beautiful things can come out of it. And uh, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, two people took something that was very traumatic and turned it into what will hopefully be a lifelong marriage. Yeah, that's a great story, man. I'm unfortunately not the, the, the tragedy that surrounded it, but how they met during that um, 
I remember that night vividly. I was supposed to actually be at the Luxor. We were flying in that night, the night of the shooting. That's and right. Our flight, got, our flight got delayed and postponed, but we should have been flying in. And we would have actually, if we would have taken the earlier flight, which we passed on, we pushed it back um, because something, I forgot what happened there, but we would have actually been rolling up during that whole thing. So wow, kind of creepy, but I mean, not take away from the beautiful part of that story. That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, Tony, why don't you give us our... Good news, everyone. Good news. Um, so my story is going to be another celebrity. It's not a John Cena one, but uh, one, one nice one I found this week. Uh, Food Network star and chef and lifetime restaurateur Guy Fieri has raised more than $22 million to help restaurant employees that have been unable to work during the COVID-19 shutdowns across the country. Fieri, uh, Fieri has created the Restaurant Employment Refu- uh, Relief Fund, into which he poured a large amount of donations from the heaviest-hitting CEOs involved in the restaurant businesses like Pepsi, Coke, and Uber Eats. My entire career has been in the restaurant business, said Fieri. From business tables to flam- flambeau captain to dishwasher to chef, I have done it all. I've spent the better part of the last 15 years traveling this great country, meeting other folks who've dedicated their lives to this business. And let me tell you something, they are the hardest working, most real deal workers you've ever met. The heartbeats of their communities. Fieri's Fund has already provided 40,000 workers across the country with $500 grants to help them get through this difficult period and more flows into their pockets every day. Um, What he'll be doing for this charity is a nacho showdown with Christian and I, maybe even Ryan's favorite actor, or one favorite actor is Bill Murray. Oh, wow. mm. The latest celebrity to join the the effort to raise more money for the restaurant employee employee fund, and it is an absolute must see. It's a webcast nacho making com- competition between Fieri and Murray and their sons, dubbed the Nacho Average Showdown. Oh. Guy and Bill, along with their sons Hunter Fieri and Homer Murray, that's a cool name. <laughs> We'll square off in a four-way nacho-making competition live on the internet, judge and officiated by basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal. Are we just playing Mad Libs now? What's that? Are we just playing Mad Libs now? Yeah, Mad Libs. Now with (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal. Homer is his name. Yes. The showdown actually takes place today, Friday, May 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern time. It can be watched on the Food Network Facebook page if you want to check that out. While some restaurants and diners have closed temporarily or permanently, sadly due to the COVID restrictions, some still provide curbside pickup and takeaway. And Fieri is urging everyone to order from small mom and pop restaurants, which likely will be the type of businesses that suffer the most. Um, This is just one of the many positive stories and updates that are coming out of the COVID-19 news coverage this week. So that is my uplifting story this week. Good news, everyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, Guy Fieri's been doing a lot for restaurant workers during this whole shutdown and uh, has raised so much money. Um, If you get a chance, there's a uh, web series, sort of a talk show that, um, what's his name from from The Office? Come on, Jim. John oh, Krasinski. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Good news. Yeah, good news today. Exactly. Good and, news. It's not. Is it good news? To everybody. No, the I think DSM? I think it's good news today. Good news today. Okay, it's really awesome. Yeah. But he donated, I think, twenty thousand dollars to Guy Fieri's, um, um, you know, campaign that he's put together to help with restaurant worker relief. Nice. Yeah, Guy Fieri's also done done a lot for the hair bleach industry. That he certainly has. 
that was a lowbrow <laughs> joke. <laughs> Let's no, good on him, man. No, I didn't. I didn't know he did that kind of stuff, and uh, I like him a little more now. Good, good. Yeah. All, right. All right, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and take us through your... Good news, everyone. All right, this ties in a few things that seem to pop up uh, a lot on the show. Costco, also Alaska, also COVID-19. I'm bringing them all together for this story. I like it. Tiny Alaskan town grocer hailed his hero for sailing to Costco for groceries in 14-hour round trip. COVID-19 is impacting grocery stores, supply chains, and demand schedules in both big cities and rural communities across America. But for Gustavus, an icy seaside town seven hours from Juneau, Alaska, the disruption is a much more serious matter. In late April, the town's grocer set off from Gustavus in a small barge en route to the world's most remote Costco warehouse. After seven hours, Toshua Parker reached Juneau where he loaded pallets containing $20,000 worth of eggs, flour, meat, canned goods, and produce, and we assume toilet paper. <laughs> For the lone grocer, it is, it's what's, what is required to run his small store called the Ice Straight Wholesale, also fondly known as Toshco, which keeps his 446 neighbors fed. It's a huge challenge as the isolation of the town presents difficulties only Alaskans can understand. Without electricity or phones until the 1980s and mid-90s, no roads can even bring a car into the town. The town is completely surrounded by the distant mountains and ice fields of Glacier Bay National Park on three sides in the ocean on the fort. You either got to fly here or boat here, says Calvin Caspit, the town's volunteer mayor. The town's volunteer mayor, I like it. Deep family roots connect Parker to the town where he first opened his grocery store 10 years ago. Parker's great-grandfather, Abraham Lincoln Parker, wow, was the area's first permanent homesteader back in 1917. As the store grew, a par uh, Parker and his father expanded to own the town's gasoline station while also opening a freight company, buying two ships, a $300,000 insurance policy that ensured Parker could maintain supply chains in times of disruption. Um, yeah, so this, this, there's more to this story, but, you know, I think that pretty much sums it up. He, he went seven hours to Juneau on a boat and seven hours back to uh, make sure his town could eat. Yeah, I mean, we sort of take for granted how close we are to stores when we live in cities and, and towns uh, that have Walmarts and Costcos and things like that. Uh, but there are so many rural towns out there that, uh, yeah, you know, you have to make a special trip out of it just to, uh, you know, stock up, feed your family. And, of course, now it's harder than ever. Uh, I'd certainly say that that was. Good news, everyone. All right, folks. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to have our very special guest, Nathan Osman, joining us. And you won't want to miss this at all. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys right after the break. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And back to the show we are indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 15th. We have no time to waste. 
Our special guest today comes from Entertainment Royalty. He's a presenter, podcaster, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and country music superstar. This man is so busy, he only lets one eye sleep at a time, and he consumes his Honey Nut Cheerios through an IV drip. Please help me welcome... Oh, Osmond. <laughs> Please help me welcome Mr. Nathan Osmond. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. This is great to be on here. How you doing? Great. Great. We're happy to have you. This is awesome. Well, we've been having fun during the break. I've heard some incredible impersonations by both Ryan and Tony. These guys are amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it, 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 Thank you, sir. It, Thank you very much. That is a huge compliment. Thank you. Only a taste of what you guys get with the uh, Christian Phoenix radio show. So, you know, hopefully some of your followers, your listeners, uh, tune in to the rest of the show and see just how much fun that we have here. Now, we don't have a lot of time, so I want to get through everything that you're doing. As I mentioned, you are so, so busy. Wanted to first start out with music. You're releasing music left and right. And uh, real quick, wanted to play uh, one of your more upbeat songs and a song that uh, our founder here, Eddie Floyd, has adopted as his theme song. Here's a clip from For America by Nathan Osmond. I miss my southern woman. I miss those summer nights in our town. The smell of honeysuckle and singing to her with that tailgate down. We used to dream about the house we built together. We tied the knot and then I bought some land. But Uncle Sam called and that's when I came running. Yeah, she's the reason I'm a soldier man. For those purple mountains. As far as I can see For our children's future There's no greater cause This is why I'm a soldier For what nation under God For America Thanks for playing that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's such a great song, and it's definitely a song that we need right now. Um, you know, you're really I appreciate that. Yeah, our country definitely needs to come together, and I think that this COVID nineteen thing has really brought out the best in in a lot of people. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that. And you know, do you find yourself making more music now that you're sort of shut in, and uh, you know, just find at least a little bit of time on your hands? Yeah, you know, I've had a chance to reconnect with a lot of songwriters. In fact, one of the songwriters that uh, I sent a song to you, uh, she just connected with me. She wrote a song for a cousin of mine who actually passed away uh, back in 2018. Uh, and, and, and she said, would you record this song uh, in honor of your cousin? I thought, wow, what an opportunity to uh, put out a positive message. And it's actually called A Parent's Lullaby. And this song is really powerful, especially now as, as there's parents that are losing their children. No parent should ever have to lose a child or bury a child, but that's happening a lot. And a lot of these kids, I mean, talk about a sad time. I mean, not even able to be there by their bedside, you know? So I, I thought now would be a great time to record a song to help comfort a, a parent. Uh, and, and it's called a parent, parent's lullaby. So I've recorded that recently. I've, I've been doing some gospel music and you know, I'm known for my country music, but, I've been doing some gospel music and even some uh, just some positive 
live broadcast here on Facebook, you know, to connect with my fans and try and lift their spirits any way that I can. I got a podcast that I do every single week called Achieving Awesomeness Now. So I've really stepped that up. Uh, my latest one episode is called Life's Worth Living. And we address uh, a topic that's kind of taboo, which is called suicide. Right. Uh, I lost a cousin to that. And um, it's, it's, it's growing. It's rampant right now. So I thought, let's address that right in the head. And people can tune in every single week uh, to listen to that as well. Yeah, mental health right now is important more now than probably ever. And uh, there's better resources out there. There are uh, so much technology and ways for people to connect and communicate that uh, we shouldn't be seeing it running as rampant as it currently is. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I did a song recently with uh, with Linda Davis. She she recorded that song with uh, Reba, Does He Love You Like He's Been Loving Me. Mm-hmm. In fact, her daughter's the lead singer of Lady Antebellum, and she and I went to the studio and recorded a song called Don't Go There, which is I actually play on the end of my latest uh, podcast episode. I sent this song over to a gentleman whose podcast I was on in England, and he said, would you send me that song? I have this girl that needs to hear it. I said, absolutely. So I sent it to her. Three days later, he calls me up and said, you just saved a young girl's life. Wow. He listened to that song. She was at the point of no return. She was going to do herself in. But your song touched her heart, and she decided to stick around. And, you know, my producer who wrote the song, he said, man, if we can save one person from going there, it was worth recording that song. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's amazing when you know somebody like yourself who can reach so many people who can touch so many people's lives can write songs that are very personal to people you know tony and i and i know ryan as as well we're big into music now yeah. admittedly we're not big country fans we're you know tony and i I'm are a convert <laughs> <laughs> tony and i are rock and roll heavy metal through and through but oh, yeah. you know i love that your music has sort of that rock uh, foundation to it now, speaking of reaching people, you also have an app that you've set up that uh, is called Rave VIP, and this gives people an opportunity to reach out to some really big name celebrities, including yourself, uh, other names like Sean Astin and Kevin Sorbo, and have one-on-one conversations with them and uh, really connect with their fans. What can you tell us about that service? You know, I'm proud to be the world's first raver, and they, they contacted me to see if I would be the, the, the guinea pig to try this thing out. So I said, absolutely. Uh, and then I started introducing it to my friends, and I've been sending it out. We just got the lead singer Chicago to join on there. I just got uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother, Frank Stallone. Talk about a great musician, by the way. Yes. He was just on my podcast. As soon as I told him about it, bam, he signed up. So if you're looking to connect with not only celebrities, but also they recently opened the doors now for people that are experts in their field, whether that's business, whether that's do-it-yourself type people, uh, my wife's even on there with her interior design business. You can connect with experts in their fields and and schedule on their scheduling app there uh, a FaceTime kind of thing like this. But it's like one-on-one, just you and that person. There's a little countdown clock, but you can schedule sessions with some pretty powerful people, including best-selling authors and business people. But everyone loves the celebrity side of it, too. So I'm so thrilled to see that Sean Austin's in there. 
We have to get a little Smeagol in there for him. <laughs> yes, Bill Bill Baggins is us. He's on worldvips.com's downloads to this. find out how he misses us. We got to get Ryan and Tony and all oh, you guys man. on there. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, love that voice. Yeah, so good. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Oh, that's so fantastic. I would love to, yeah. Now, all your fans can connect with you on there. It's really awesome. Now, and it's a way for artists, especially right now with this COVID thing, to be able to do do a private concert that way for their fans, they're being they're being compensated for their time. And so with concerts being shut down and business and everything, we can still there's no COVID on right Ray VIP. Right. So make sure you connect face to face today. It's pretty awesome. You're safely That's distancing awesome. yourself from everybody. That's right. Now you mentioned uh, getting compensated for it. Now if somebody wanted to set up a one on one with you, uh, what would it run them through Ray VIP? It all depends. I mean, I, I have different session lengths. So depending what we're doing, if you want me to sing happy birthday to you, I've done that. There's some people because of my life coaching that I do and all my podcasting that want to book a 30-minute session or, a, or even an hour-long session. So it all depends on the length of the session. So just check out the website, and uh, everybody can set their own price, which is beautiful. That's awesome. Now, another way that you're connecting with people all over the world is through a service called Fluent Worlds, which uh, helps people learn different languages. And it looks like you just rolled out a service called uh, Fluent Worlds 3D Meet uh, yes. video conferencing. How does that work and how does it uh, how is it different from, you know, like what we're using Zoom here? Well, you know what? Uh, a picture Zoom meet Fortnite minus the guns <laughs> that's what it is everybody on this on this platform they've created about 30 different worlds including a virtual las vegas a virtual central park you can go to an airport you can go to a walk on the beach but the nice thing is everybody has assigned an avatar you can design it to look just like you wear the clothes that you want to wear dress it up dress it down but the nice thing is is that you can connect with your families on there it has all the features that zoom has from the video sharing to the the, the camera sharing and all that, so you can see each other. But the, these avatars can not only walk and run, but they can also fly. So if you want to fly over the Bellagio Water Show, if you want to fly over, you know, it, it, Hawaii. We can go to Hawaii. We can go to Mexico. They've got almost about 30 different uh, worlds. But I've had, you know, uh, some great family get-togethers in there. We've had a virtual Sunday school class with my family there. You know, you can do all sorts of things, but businesses are loving this. I've introduced this to some major audiovisual companies who are like have millions of dollars worth of equipment, screens, and projectors, and staging, and they can't even use it because nobody can come to conferences. So they say, Osmond, can you help us out with 3D Meet? I said, absolutely. So we connected, and we're now doing for some major corporations around the country for their big conferences. But we want to give it away, this, this $7 million tool, to all the listeners here on your show today. In fact, if you can go to bit.ly forward slash 3D meet, and I'll type it in the box here for those that want to watch the video too. Awesome. You can get free access to this thing. won't cost you a dime. It, and, and I'll go ahead and type it in here, but you guys check it out because this thing is really hot. It's, it's very awesome, and I, I'm really passionate about it. It was designed to teach languages, and I'm fluent in, in Spanish and other things, you know, but... I've sung in about 11 different languages, but I love that this tool is now perfect for everything that's going on in the world with COVID. Oh, that's so generous of you. You know, it sounds like you're ushering us into the world of uh, Ready Player One, but uh, yes. you know, sadly, <laughs> sadly, we are already we are already out of time. God, fly, no! time just flies by. Real quick, if people want to learn more about you, your music, what you're doing, how can they get that? 
Well, you can go to NathanOsman.com. I got my links to my podcast there. All my social media is on there. I'm hands-on. I don't have anybody running my social media. When you talk to me, you're talking to me. So I just nice. love my fans, and I really awesome. appreciate you guys having me on here. That's so cool. Thank you, Nathan Osmond. We're definitely going to have you We'll have you on again. Folks, you don't go you. anywhere. We've got another hour left of the show. We'll see you on the other side. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show here on a Friday, May 15th. We are having an awesome time. If you missed our interview with Nathan Osman, country music superstar and part of the Osman family, entertainment royalty, go back, check us out on the podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. And as if two co-hosts weren't enough, we are joined by our special co-host, Billy Galewood. Billy, how Woo! you doing? Billy! Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you? Oh, oh, good, man. We're having fun getting on this the, Friday. Getting the band back together. The I band is together. Look, it's complete it's, now. It's a complete circle. No soccer mom Tony today. <laughs> I said you look like a soccer mom in the car. <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was going to go away quicker than that. You, you guys complete me. The pun Aww. masters. Aww. That's so nice, um, lady who was in that movie with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Thank you. <laughs> Well, folks, this is an interactive show. We want you to call in at the end of this segment for the topic we're about to talk about. That number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free, anywhere in the world. You could be in Tibet. You could be a monk in Tibet watching the show, calling in at 844-790-8255. Don't be shy. We're having fun. It's all about fun here. And our topic today... talking alien encounters so yesterday in our phone and topic uh no actually it was uh we were talking about a super earth that was discovered in our galaxy and we started talking about alien life and, and the existence of uh extraterrestrials and intelligent life out there and the fact that the government has just released declassified footage of ufos that was caught by uh, pilots and uh, aviators uh throughout the world and so wanted to bring that subject back up and talk about uh, any alien encounters that you guys have had, any UFOs you've seen. Um, have you been abducted? Have you walked around the corner? Um, you know, my fiance, for instance, she keeps uh, several glasses of water on her bedside table just in case uh, an alien comes into the house. 
Um, that's a little M. Night Shyamalan reference for you guys. But uh, we know that, Billy, you've got a million stories and that uh, your family has had a number of uh, run-ins. If you wouldn't mind sharing a story or two there. Not at all. I'd love to, uh, especially with that inspiring alien tone music. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, well, uh, my my lineage goes back of alien uh, alien origin. Is in 1958, my father was stargazing with his one only other girlfriend, than my mother, and I think stargazing means something else. <laughs> now that I've grown up, <laughs> so they're in Brussels. Oh, stargazing. stargazing, stargazing. I'm like, Dad, you've never <laughs> gazed at any. At least one of them uh, was gazing at the stars. Yeah. <laughs> Ayo. Hey yo, Papa. Good job, Elliot. Hey, good job, Dan. And so, uh, <laughs> so they're they're in Brexel Park in Ohio, which was known for mysterious things. Uh, if you look up in the internet, Brexel, Ohio, Brexel Park, mysterious things happen throughout the years. My dad's are 1958 with his girlfriend stargazing, and uh, he sees a light in the sky. Now, my dad is kind of like a big fish character. You know, he's always got, you know, the fish gets bigger as the years go by. You know, pretty soon it went from a minnow to a shark. So who knows what happened, right? <laughs> so, but he looks up and this shooting star, it starts coming down and he goes, Billy, it never stopped. And, you know, I'm, I'm like six hearing this for the first time. I'm like, you serious, Dad? You serious, man? I just, I mean, I just got off a bottle like two years ago. And I land, <laughs> land an alien encounters, like. So the thing, according to my dad, who's here telling the truth, or a liar, is is coming straight down, the UFO's coming straight down, and lands, get this, lands behind his car. So this is what I know of my father. A UFO lands behind his car, it started creeping, and my dad always said, and this is very sexist, but he said, I just wanted to throw the girl out for bait. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's probably not cool in 2020, but in 1958, it was probably, they were just throwing girls probably out of cars for bait all the time it's like let's see if we get these ufos coming in you know what i mean throw a little sardine oil on her shoes you know what i'm saying <laughs> and, then, and then and then so she got my dad all scared and then he got out of there so then if you forward to 1975 the year i was born if i have enough time for this the mm -hmm. uh the, there, there was a my hope my, my sister my, my mom my dad married and then had three girls and then my mom was pregnant with me which she didn't even know she was pregnant with me six months right so she was like ah, i hate you what is this thing growing in my stomach didn't even think Maybe it was the aliens so the ufos over my parents house uh they're screaming for my dad who is in the toilet who is on the toilet perfect time to see you have car so he comes running out the house half pants down underwear hanging out of or not uh, underwear toilet paper out the shoe you know what i'm saying and then and then the thing starts floating down and they're screaming the whole neighborhood saw it right so my theory was that's I got beamed down. If I could have that music back, that'd be awesome. They got, oh, anyways, <laughs> but they beamed me down into my mom, right? And then the whole neighborhood watched it go down, and they're like, "Here, you take them," because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't. And that's how I think I was born. So, but my dad has this thing every like twenty or thirty years, channels back UFOs. That, that's a story, and that's a heck of a swingers party if that's how uh, you ended up uh, being conceived. So, um. Yeah, that was intergalactic uh, intergalactic playboys, if you know and, and And your dad had just left a UFO in the toilet. That's an unidentified floating object. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, folks, Ooh, you just... 
you're officially Star Lord now, Billy. That's just awesome. <laughs> Star Lord. Star you, you guys just heard Billy's story. Now we want to hear from you. Have you had an alien encounter? Have you seen UFOs? We want to know. Don't be shy. Again, that number right now. Phones are open 844 790 8255. 844 790 TALK. Anywhere in the world. Hey, you could even be on an alien spaceship. If you get cell signal, we want to hear from you. Don't go away. Call now. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we're back here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 15th. We're having a good time. We're laughing. We, uh, right now, are talking about alien encounters. Uh, Billy gave us a wonderful story about how he was conceived, and probably not in the way that you would think of, uh, but... uh, (laughs) involves aliens and that we actually had our special guest from last last hour nathan osmond chime in saying that the osmonds had some strange lights follow them in their private jet back in the 70s they were leaving las vegas having attended a jackson 5 concert that night his uncle wayne was the pilot he called radar twice and they were told they were all alone after several minutes these lights flew off at light speed also his grandfather was a truck driver who swears he had a light follow him in the middle of nowhere in utah He pulled over and said about 100 yards behind him was a light hovering above the ground with no sound. It freaked him out, so he jumped back in the truck and it took off. He was the kind of man who would never make that story up. So everybody has encounters, and uh, we actually are inviting you guys to call in right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Talk about your alien encounters, and we want to go ahead and get to our first call. Who do we have here on the line? Hey, guys, it's Tim. Hey, Tim, regular contributor, host of the Saturday Morning (laughs) Rewind podcast, Tim Nidell. It doesn't surprise me that you've got an alien story, Tim. Why don't you go ahead and fill us in? You know, I was thinking about it. I don't really think I do, but I did live in the uh, panhandle of Florida for seven years, and there's a lot of interesting people that live there. Does that count? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes. I think that subscribes to okay. the theory of uh, lizard people who uh, look like humans, but just quite are, are aren't quite right. Dude, yeah. When I, when I moved there, I came from Reno. I was 13, and well, first of all, I'll tell you how off they are. I go there. They ask me where I'm from. I say Reno, Nevada, and they look at me all confused, and they said, "Don't you mean Nevada?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's strikes two and three right there. Exactly. You do never exactly. say Nevada. <laughs> Let me just finish these pecans and I'll tell you. <laughs> Colorado, that's not how we say it. Well, and the thing is, you know, Nevada is known for aliens. We've got Area 51. We have the Alien Highway, which is uh, uh, Interstate uh, 3, not Interstate, but uh, whatever, inter. Yeah, interstate. 375, which is between Warm Springs and Crystal Springs, where so many alien uh, encounters and UFOs are reported. Um, I, I'm shocked that uh, you know some of us who have lived here in Nevada really haven't had any alien encounters. Yeah, I mean, I lived there for 
what, 13 years, and I don't think I saw anything. But I do remember some of the scariest episodes of Unsolved Mysteries were the uh, alien episodes. Those freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Well, just the host was creepy alone. Anytime oh, you talk, you're like, oh, this is scary. I know. Yeah. Done. <laughs> that guy was good. He was what was really his good name? I know. Robert Stack. Ordinary Night. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, man, he was good. He could put it on. I bet you he was good at, like, serious acting. Oh, like like Shakespeare or something. Like, oh, that guy's... Well, if you remember, he was in the movie Airplane. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. He, was the, <laughs> he was also a did a voice. He also did a voice in the Transformers Ultra uh, Magnus. cartoon. The movie, yep. Oh, yep. wow. Really? Wait, was he... Do you like Gladiator movies, Danny? Or whatever... Remember in the airplane? Was he the pilot? No, I think that was Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that was Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. No, Leslie Nielsen was the doctor. I thought. Oh, you're right. No, Robert Stack was the uh, the pilot. Yeah. Yep. Him like Gladiator movies, Danny. Him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Was the co-pilot. And then he's in his workout (laughs) office. All right, Tim. Appreciate you calling in. As always, Uh, we'll chat again with you soon. You got it. Of course. All right, folks, we want to hear your alien stories, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. While we're waiting for some more calls to come in, uh, Tony, I think you had one, didn't you? I did. I'll share one my mom actually shared uh, when I was a kid, because my mom would tell the creepiest stories. Like She would tell me and my buddy Jason Adrian, a um, little shout out if you're listening, Jason, or your brother Ramon is. Um, I, she would tell us just freaky stories all the time whether they were true or not i don't know but i always believed them and she said they were at a party back in the 80s so when they were in high school eh, 79 80 and uh, they were at the mexican dam at the carson river and a bunch of them you know my dad was there and he swears by it my mom was there and the way the story goes is they're all drinking and then all of a sudden it gets quiet and all you hear is the beginning of uh, Van Halen's uh, Running with the Devil. So that bomb, 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 bomb. And they're, everyone's standing around while, you know, it kicks into the song and they're all looking up and there's just this object just sitting there and everybody's holding their drink, just looking up, not talking. They just hear the music, see the light. And what felt like forever, it was over fast. But that always stuck with me as a kid and adult because that scared the crap out of me because we used to go fishing over by the Mexican dam. So I'm always like, hmm, when you see it? <laughs> now, they didn't report any sort of loss of time or, or anything along those lines, right? No, definitely not. Um, but uh, that was the only one that, you know, my mom had told me about. And when, as an adult, uh, we were in Oregon in Newport. Uh, camping with some with my family uh, like four years ago and I was out and I was getting a lecture from my aunt about divorce and being a failure and stuff she was drunk and it kind of pissed me off but during this I'm like looking up and she's like you could have been a better husband and you could have done this I'm like eh, yeah well you can't change the past I was a good husband by the way but as I looked up there's just I saw just like these random orbs, you know, it's kind of like you had said in your story, Chris, where, you know, there's like some orbs and I'm looking up, I go, what the hell is that? And it kind of just became one of those stories, you know, where somebody's just talking and in the movie, they kind of fade away and it projects somewhere else. My focus is no longer here. It was there 
And I'm like, is that a plane? What the hell is that? And I'm looking and the, the three orbs kind of just kind of got bigger and spread out. And it's like one went this way and then they kind of went straight and went that way. And I'm just like, shut up, shut up. Do you, do you see that? And she was so drunk, she didn't see it. But I saw what I saw that night and I couldn't explain it. It was just really weird and it was creepy. So. And then they took off and blew up the White House. Um, <laughs> Area 51, Area 51. <laughs> We still got a couple minutes left if you guys want to call in. Share your alien encounters. Again, that number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Billy, while we are waiting, I know you've got another story. Why don't you go ahead and fill us in? Well, uh, okay, great. Um, So if you... um, So my dad kept seeing these things throughout the years, and one time he went back to Brexel Park uh, to uh, he brought his grandson uh, in the in the late or early 2000s took him back to Brexville Park to the site. Now my dad has been on. I, I used to make albums and he my, I put my dad telling UFO stories on all the albums. Right. Oh, that's cool. Supported for years. So he goes back to the park. He leaves the park and then he has an out of body experience. And my dad's like, like not super religious, not super, he's never taken psychedelics. He's never done anything like that. So for him to say like, and he's not even a big, I like, I don't even know, he didn't even know how to explain it. He has this out of body experience, right? Where he feels like his spirit was lifted out of him. So all of these UFO stories, and then and then outside the window of his house, he saw another, uh, uh, like, you know, years later, two orbs, and then there was all these reports in Ohio. So he had like four or five. So we're traveling, and I'm on the back of his motorcycle as an adult man, on the back of his motorcycle with him, like, hey, this is my dad, my older boyfriend. And, um, and uh, you know, so we get to this place uh, where we're gonna go get like uh, a cup of coffee and have a, some sort of snack. It's like the way, you know, we took a ride out to the country. And I look up and I see two orbs in the air and they're going like this and this weird, un, un, uh, you know, this pattern that I couldn't match. And it was two orbs. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting tearied up. I'm like, I'm finally seeing a UFO and I, I look like I'm dating my dad on the back of this motorcycle. <laughs> I'm with him either way, you know, because you kind of like, you gotta be a little too close when you ride in a second. So uh, I get off and I'm like, dad, guess what? I looked up and we're together and I finally seen a UFO, saw a UFO. I look, and he goes, go make me a coffee. That was it. That was the buildup. <laughs> my whole life was go make me a coffee. Didn't care. Because you know why he didn't see it? Didn't happen. Right. Or, or it was just unremarkable to him considering everything else he had experienced. Exactly. And that thing you said earlier when you said, like, uh, 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 I think uh, uh, the, the the letter we wrote uh, of of uh, Mr. Nathan's uh, UFO story, he said that, you know, this is not a guy that would is known to lie. Like I think everybody that's seen a UFO is like, well, they're not the kind of person to tell a tell a fib, and uh, but unless you're my dad, he doesn't believe anybody. <laughs> he is that type of guy. Screw it, it just didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> make oh. me a coffee. Make me a coffee, damn it. There you go. Well, while we make a cop a cup of coffee. Coffee. You guys listen to our sponsors. Uh, we're headed into the break. When we come back, uh, we've got a fun segment planned. Our favorite over actors. You're not going to want to miss it. Come back. We'll see you guys on the other side. To join the conversation, call 
talk. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And as the announcer said, uh, that is our call-in number, of course, on this segment. It's a little too little, too late. But uh, I wanted to talk about UFO, dang it. <laughs> we do have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line that if you do want to talk about UFOs, you want to give us your UFO story, or you want to chime in on your favorite overactor, which we're going to cover here, call the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. Any topic anything we may have talked about, just checking in, you want to rant and rave, it's 1 o'clock in the morning and you are pissed drunk, give us a call. Let us know. We want to hear it. Keep it entertaining. We'll put it together and we'll play it out over the air. Now, for this segment, wanted to uh, harken back to a conversation I think we had yesterday about uh, Nicolas Cage playing uh, Joe Exotic in at least a version of the Tiger King scripted movie. Baskins, and huh. uh, you know, Nick Cage is one of those actors who is known to greatly overact, and uh, <laughs> it it seems to be sort of par for the course with uh, actors who have become a caricature of themselves. You know, over mm-hmm. time they've developed this character, and now they play themselves in everything. So. With that, I wanted to play a quick clip of uh, Nicolas Cage just so you guys can get a small taste of what I'm talking about. It never just goes away. The goddamn contract is somewhere in the goddamn in the files. together you know i've got a uh, a sensor beep i had to duplicate it four times in order to fill that uh, one word that uh, nicholas cage so eloquently uh, belted out as you're saying who would have wow. thought nicholas cage would have dropped the first f-bomb on the christian phoenix radio show <laughs> <laughs> yep so uh all of the other f-bombs that were in there i had to reverse so that way we don't get in trouble with the fcc but uh Nicholas Cage is a national treasure, no pun intended. Uh, I thought you were the new pun master there, sir. (laughs) So it got us thinking, you know, who are our favorite overactors? You know, Nick Cage, you know, he certainly takes the cake, but there are certainly ones out there that, uh, you know, they're they're, uh, definitely honorable mentions in that regard. For my pick, I pick somebody who somehow between the 70s and the 90s, became went from this mousy sort of brooklyn guy to um just a a character that everybody knows and loves and uh he hasn't changed in a movie since let's go ahead and listen to a clip from him get out of here you dump all right so what so everybody does it get on with your life would you what life i got no life 
I'm in the dark here. Do you understand? I'm in the dark. Ooh-ah. Yes, that was uh, Al Pacino. Um, Scent of a Woman was that movie, obviously. Uh, he's in the dark because he plays a blind gentleman. But, uh, again, every movie you see him in pretty much from, boy, I'd say maybe The Devil's Advocate forward, or even maybe Son of a Woman, uh, he plays that same character. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, Pacino, he really, he really goes for it. Well, in yeah. The Irishman, he changed it up, I think, a bit. He played more like a... Uh, have you seen The Irishman? I haven't yes. had a free six hours to sit down and watch The Irishman. Yeah, so. it's, long. It's, it, it's okay. It's good. It's like if you loved Goodfellas, you're like, oh, it's kind of like that. It makes you feel like you're watching Goodfellas again. Mm-hmm. But he does do kind of a slightly different character. <laughs> and that one, and I, I heard, get what you're saying. Yeah, I heard he's excellent in the uh, Amazon series Hunters, and uh, he, he he puts on a uh, Yiddish accent as well. Am I correct? I he think does. I was thinking of Hunters. I think I was thinking of Hunters. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I just finished the. I just finished the first season. He's really good in it, and he is. He's more subdued, uh, definitely, and his accent's great. And he's Jewish in it too. Yes, he versus is, yeah. playing Italian, like you know, it's or my, like. Maya Offerman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wow, was he good in Serpico? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's the go-to mob actor. It's, you know, him, Bobby yeah. De Niro, and uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yep. yep. And All the- in the Irish. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up is uh, Tony's choice for over-actor, and uh, probably one of the greatest comedic minds of the 90s, if not all of comedy as far as acting goes. Let's play a little clip from him. Now let's see. Weight 105. Yeah, in your bra. Your Honor, I object. You would. Overactor. Jazz up. <laughs> That's a classic. Have you ever seen that? They're hideous. Lifeless beady eyes, clawed feet, huge grotesque wings. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> So the king. Kicking my own ass. Do you mind? <laughs> Jim Carrey is one of those people that I mean, I could have played just the ridiculous sound sound effects from him, and you'd know instantly it was Jim Carrey. That's awesome. I even got uh, Ryan's. Uh, Ace Ventura throwing back there. Yeah, when he's like, he's looking in the. You did it totally, totally on par. I knew what you were doing. (laughs) I I showed my oldest son the uh, the part in Ace Ventura uh, two where he's stuck in the uh, rhino contraption and trying to get out. We were dying. It was hilarious. They ask you, "Hey, Dad, what was what's Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna?" (laughs) <laughs> Bumblebee tuna Equesu Ocha I couldn't help but notice that white devil part <laughs> I saw a meme about about him getting out of the rhino it's like me leaving a a, a tent in the morning at a festival it's like ah just ah uh, uh. T- Tony he's pretty much, what does he say he's warm the king, right? <laughs> it's warm <laughs> Tony, what would Finkel you say? Is a man. 
Sprinkle and Einhorn. What would you say is your favorite uh, Jim Carrey character? For me? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Ace Ventura was... Uh, it, well, obviously, one of my favorite movies of all time is Dumb and Dumber. So, it, oh, absolutely, it would be Lloyd. Um, so for Hat, um, hold on, let me decline a call there. Um, but it would be Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. I I like that the best. He's just so good in that movie. Um, yeah. And outside of that, Ace Ventura. I mean, it was wild, and it reminded me of everything he used to do on In Living Color, like mm-hmm. Fire Marshal. Oh my goodness, that's right. Just like so. I used to, at work, sometimes I work with a lot of young kids and stuff, so they don't get it, but I'll put like a piece of extra gum on my teeth, and I'll do the Fire Marshal bill and just, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And they just think I'm on crack, so like, so either way, I'm not, but I do play that. So He's got so many so many, but the, it would definitely be those ones. <laughs> the um, mask was great too. He was awesome in the mask. He did a great Andy Kaufman as well. We were talking about oh, Andy on the break. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Man on the Moon. Yeah. Have you seen Jim and Andy? The yes. documentary I'm making. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen in my life. It's either Andy and Jim or Jim and Andy. One of those two. Yeah. So and good. It's on Netflix. Wow. It's great. Yeah. Wow. He went for it, especially when he was. Uh, what's the guy's name? We were just talking about him on break. Bob Zmuda. No, but the character that they would also oh, do. Uh, um, uh, Tony uh, Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yep. Tony Clifton. <laughs> yeah, when, when Jim Carrey went into Tony Clifton during the movie, he was running amok around that studio. Right. Oh, I bet. Even, I mean, even Jerry Lawler, the wrestler, was like, Andy and I got along. He goes, This is weird. He's like, He was so committed to the Tony Clifton character that he was starting to really make Jerry Lawler, the wrestler, legitimately mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Andy got along. (laughs) Jim Jim Carrey has a knack for doing that. I mean, he definitely gets into character and has been a little bit weirder uh, as his career has gone on. Now, we've got time for uh, one more. Uh, Ryan sent over his pick. We're going to play a little clip, and then we're going to hear from the man himself. Michael, just hit menu. On the remote? No, the menu at the Red Lobster. Yes, on the remote. (laughs) Michael was eagerly awaiting the arrival of his lunch order. Who's that, James Earl Jones? James Earl does a lot of voiceover work. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. This guy's incredible. He does it all. He, he, He does. He's got a penchant for the dramatic. He nails it every time. Who are you? Good good for you. Good for you. This guy really goes for it, baby. Look, I like this guy in Pulp Fiction. I like him in True Romance. There's a little-known film, film called Envy with Jack Black and Ben Stiller. And he plays... What does he play in that? I don't, I don't know if it's the J-Man. It's me, the J-Man. J-Man yeah. <laughs> was he in Pulp Fiction? He was. He was... Yeah. Um, he, I can't remember. He was the war veteran who uh, hid his uh, father's uh, watch, oh, watch right, in right. the oh prison wallet. It's a great scene. It's one of the best. <laughs> True romance, too. He's a great dancer, too. Remember? He He's danced. a great dancer. Yeah. Uh, in a Spike, Fat Boy Slim. Yep. Fat, Fat Boy Slim. Slim. That was Spike Lee made that, right? Spike Jones. Oh, Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Wayne's Sp- World 2. Yep. The bad guy. Oh, that's right. Cassandra. Please True join romance. me. Yeah. <laughs> it, 
Yeah, Christopher Walken is uh, definitely one of those actors who have become a caricature of themselves. Um, You know, if you guys want to share who your favorite over-actor is, call us on the Phoenix line. We are headed into the final break of the final day of this week. Don't go anywhere. Ryan is going to be back with this day in history. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Well, it's hard to believe we are at the final segment of this show on a Friday. You don't get more of us until Monday unless you head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, and scroll down the Christian Phoenix radio show. You can catch any of our older episodes there or on podcast at your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. I think I added four more yesterday. There's going to be five more today. There are so many ways that you can get your fill of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are having a just a, a blast on this Friday. Well, being that it is the last segment of the show, we've got Ryan here with this look at This Day in History. All right, guys, it is Friday. We did it. Another week, second week in the can, as they say. This is our final segment, and that means it's time for This Day in History with myself, Ryan Wink. Let's get into it. 115 years ago, today, Las Vegas was officially founded as a city when 110 acres was auctioned to ready buyers and later became downtown. With the revenue coming down both railways railways that intersected there, the area of Las Vegas was quickly growing. At that time, several parts of the valley contained artesian wells, which is why it was named Las Vegas. Whoa, phone down. <laughs> Vegas, you went dark Fall like down. Vegas. You went meaning, dark like Vegas. <laughs> uh, nice meaning one. the meadows in Spanish. Las Vegas, shout out. I've uh, had some good times in Vegas. I've had some bad times in Vegas, too. Haven't we all? I thought thought Las Vegas meant bankruptcy. (laughs) Lost wages, man. Lost wages. (laughs) Lost wages. Lean on the mortgage. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I... uh... Now, was it the mob who originally purchased Las Vegas, or they just worked their way in over time? I think they came... Yeah, I think they came in later. Um... Who was I, who was it? Bugsy Siegel, wasn't Bugsy that Vegas? Siegel, yep. right? Yeah, Bugsy Siegel, see, Pacino. Yeah, yeah. see, Ooh, wow. oh, and Casino. The gaming yep. world was turned on its head today when Bugsy Siegel purchased yet another casino. <laughs> <laughs> Why was all the newsreels like that? that. <laughs> I miss that Always, voice. Huh? I think everybody just talked like this. Hello, the music, <laughs> and everything was turned on its head. The music world was turned on its head. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus swept the nation today. Rock and roll is coming to America. (laughs) Please stay home and wear your masks. (laughs) All right, getting into the next story. In 1918, not even 1918, 1869, Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton formed the National Women's Suffrage Association in New York City to campaign for constitutional amendment to grant women a right to vote. All right, Women's Suffrage uh, Association. Founded today in New York City in 1869. 
So, which is it's a good thing. Now, have you guys seen? I want to say it's the Jimmy Kimmel Man on the Street, where uh, somebody goes out and trying to get petition and women's suffrage, and people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, let's sign up." And oh, we we have not come that far since 1869 in the uh, stupidity category. Oh no, there's a lot of stupid people out there. Yeah, not our listeners, but. No. You are all intelligent listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Billy, did you got something on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And moving on. On this day in 1928, Mickey Mouse made his <gasps> debut. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, you that- right? <laughs> just, Mickey Mouse just got caught in a trap on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Well, he made his debut on this day okay. in 1928. Appearing with Minnie Mouse in Uh the animated short Plane Crazy. That's P L A N E Crazy. (laughs) No, I had always. (laughs) (laughs) The squeaky voice character created by Walt Disney and UBI Works was dressed in red shorts, large yellow shoes, and white gloves. Mickey Mouse is now one of the world's most recognizable characters, having appeared in over 130, mostly short, but some feature films including Fantasia and many cartoons. Mm-hmm. Now, I was always under the impression that uh, Steamboat Willie was Mickey Mouse's first uh, appearance, but it sounds like maybe this is the first time he was identified as Mickey Mouse. That's what I think, because this was 1928. I think Steamboat Willie had come out uh, some years before that. Yeah. yeah. He had a... Uh, uh, he had a... Um, um, I can't remember the joke. Dang it. He had, it, I had, he had a, a mouse uh, reassignment. Uh, dang it. Right, moving along. Oh, I wish I had the cricket sound effects right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Talk about. Talk about hey, he even drum. appeared on the show earlier uh, in Nathan Osmond's interview. He was like right to the right of him. Oh, oh was he on that shelf? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice little callback. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I got nothing. I just wanted to oh, say I that. Live what in do you Los, got? I love, I love, I live in Los Feliz, and that's where well, that's where Walt Disney moved uh, in Los Angeles. Right when he moved here, so like the first house he lived to in Los Angeles is three is three blocks away, and then there's a merry-go-round at Griffith Park down the street where he invented Disneyland. He used to take his daughter to this little merry-go-round. So I live in Mickey Mouse Land now. Does his head still live there? Yes, it's uh, it's this big uh, now. They shrunk it. Uh, right. They put a little, uh, yeah, they put a teddy and ponytail and buttons in his eyes and the voodoo doll of Mickey Mouse is, wow, man, my jokes really went down the tube <laughs> well, <laughs> the last minute of the show. <laughs> you know, as a fan of bad jokes, I appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> oh, yeah, actually. The, uh, the nylon stocking, the new synthetic hosiery was first sold to the public. In 1940, today, after debuting in a glitzy dis- after debuting in a glitzy display at New York's World Fair, and by the time the product hit store shelves, demand was so high that women bought all four million pairs in four days. That's a million pairs a day, folks. The fashion world was turned on its head <laughs> <laughs> when nylon stocking, a new synthetic hosiery, hit the market. You would say the stocks went up on that one. Oh, oh, that's a nice one. That was a yeah. good one. You're, oh, I I'm would say you're on a roll. Best here, so. I would say you're on a roll, but you're more on a run. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, 
they they bought <laughs> they bought so much of that stuff they were panty hose. <laughs> <laughs> I uh <laughs> trifecta trifecta. All right, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Okay, 1963 on this day, fifth Grammy Awards. I left my heart in San Francisco. Robert Goulet wins the Grammy. <laughs> Robert Goulet. 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 Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who Ooh. let those dirty dogs out? Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Goulet, based off uh, the Will Ferrell SNL. <laughs> goulet. Scary contest, go. <laughs> you win. You always do. Goulet. <laughs> you just say Goulet at the end of everything. How much really? time we got? We got about three minutes. This coffee's really kicking in. Woo! All right, <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one more, and then we'll go into today's national holidays. Sounds uh, good. On this day in 2010, Jessica Watson. Jessica Watson. Watson. Why don't I do? Let's do Harry. <laughs> do this, Harry Carey. All right. Uh, Jessica Watson beca- became became 16, the youngest person to sail, nonstop and unassisted around the world solo. 2010. What a marvel. Hey! I'm Harry Carey. Let's go. What did, what did they do? Well, Jessica Watson became, at 16 years old, the tender age of 16, the youngest person to sail nonstop oh. and unassisted around the world solo. 2010. Hey, Harry Carey. Wow. Nailed it. Love it. Yeah. The sailing world was served on the Saturday <laughs> with Jessica Watson. Watson. Watson, Luis Gonzalez, steps up to the plate. He's been batting about a 375 average. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, guys. We only got a couple of minutes left. Let's get into some weird national holidays today. Holidays. Nice. We need a sound bite for that as well. Yes. It's it Ryan Wings Holidays. Goulet. 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 Well, guys, um, get your cookie dough ready because it's National Chocolate Chip Day. Well, isn't that special? Ooh. I'm going to make some chocolate chip cookies. You know how I said I was going to get bacon yesterday? Did it. Nailed it. Used it in two different dishes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yummy. Oh. Funny story, it's National Nylon Stocking Day. What? <laughs> what are the odds of that? Call back. Where where them pantyhose at? <laughs> Man. Well, you know what else it is? And this uh. is the information not to be used by permission of Ricky Bobby. It is National NASCAR Day, y'all. <laughs> so start start your engines. I I started mine. Let's get this day going. Let's get it. And we got time for one more, Ryan. What other national holiday is it today? Buckle up. The fourth grader and me got really excited, and also the old man that you see today. It is National Pizza Party Day. Yeah, pizza what? party. <laughs> Tag team back again. back again. Pepperoni left again. Party on, party people. Jump, jump for joy. I got a pizza. You got a pizza pie. Well, folks, we're going to head off to our own pizza party now. That does it for a Friday on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Join us again on Monday and every day from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And we will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful weekend.